often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 487. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse once again. Feeling it. I'd say feeling the season, but, you know, it's been unusually warm for the most part. No snow, thankfully, because I don't have a snow shovel yet. I don't have to dig myself out of the penthouse without a shovel. That could be a problem. Also, not really looking forward to driving my Mini Cooper there again in the snow. First time, didn't go so hot. Not so hot. As uh, the last time, when the only time as of yet that I've driven that car in the snow was last January or February. I don't know. Whatever time it last snowed here, it was a while back. I got that car at the end of last December. It was right around this time of the year. It was like December 25th or some shit. It was like a day or two before Christmas. Maybe it was a little bit before then. Maybe the 22nd. Not sure. But it was just like days away from Christmas. I know that. I I picked it up from the old Carvana. Got to say, also, as I digress yet again, Carvana, watch out. It doesn't seem like they really inspect their cars. I had a check engine light come on pretty much immediately. Had a bad fuel pump. Had uh, bad motor mounts. Had to fix several things right out of the gate on that sucker. And it had bald tires, which back to me driving in the snow, my one and only time in that car, was a bit tricky. I only lived a half a mile from work at that point in time. That was before the penthouse, still in the bunker days, the old slapbox bunker, Jackman's place. And it was it was challenging. Again, only lived like a half a mile from work. I made it fine for the most part. I was sliding a bit. This was also, I should note, the first time I had ever driven a manual transmission in the snow. So it was a little tricky. I had only been driving that car for weeks, maybe a month at that point, and still just getting used to it. Then uh, also the tires were bald as fuck when I got that car. You know, I wish they would just put a nice new pair of tires on there, but they did not. They did not. And uh, I'm going to guess that the tires that were on there were not all-weather tires. Just saying. Because the three previous owners before me of that uh, Mini Cooper had all lived in either California or I believe it was Arizona. New Mexico or Arizona. Maybe it was New Mexico. One of the two. But either way. Typically, I don't think they really have to deal with snow. It's not a usual thing. Though these days, weather's kind of fucking screwy. (laughs) I mean, last winter, there was that whole thing in Texas. I think that was last winter. Where, you know, uh, people had ice uh, all over shit. And uh, were paying triple or more on their electricity bills. Hopefully, uh, for them, they have done something to uh, help their infrastructure as far as uh, the power is concerned. Well, you know, de-icer. I don't know. Something. Invest in something to protect that. But yeah, anyway, back to me driving in the snow. I made it to work almost. And uh, uh, 
I live or work at uh, Magnet off of Highway A. There's a uh, Chamber Drive, and Chamber has a pretty nice hill, pretty nice steep hill that's can be a tricky if you're going. If I'm like if I were to leave work and it's icy conditions, can be a bitch getting up that hill sometimes. Uh, but the real pain in the ass is like pull is pulling into the parking when you're coming in is just pulling into the parking lot. Like I made it to the parking lot and I had to turn right into the parking lot going downhill <laughs> and it was covered in snow and it was like kind of icy and, uh, my car didn't want to turn in there. It just kept going straight and, uh, straight towards a telephone pole. Uh, and I would have hit that fucking telephone pole after only having that car for a couple of weeks. But I got lucky that there was a big snow uh, embankment there. There was just a couple of feet of snow just built up right there. And, uh, I managed to steer it into that and prevent me from slamming into a telephone pole. That would have not been fun. I mean, not that I was going fast, probably wouldn't have done massive amounts of damage, but, uh... (laughs) It wouldn't have been good, you know. I'm hoping now that I have all-weather tires on there and uh, they're, I don't know, like six, seven months old. I don't remember exactly when I put tires on that, but I'm going to, well, shit, I guess it's over six months. Yeah, it's got to be like seven, eight months old, the tires. But they're much newer than the ones that I had had on there originally. And again, they're all-weather, so... Hoping I get a little bit more traction. Then again, you know, I haven't driven a manual stick shift in the snow much. So it could be tricky once we finally get some snow. But I'm feeling like these days, we don't usually get a whole lot of snow here anymore. It's usually when weather gets shitty, it's ice. And, you know, ice just sucks in general. Snow, I've driven in plenty. Not a real big problem, but when it's just nothing but ice... That's when my butthole tightens up a little bit, you know? Maybe a little, little, uh, <laughs> a little turtle head might poke out slightly. Get the, get a little, uh, the heartbeat goes up a little bit. Everything tenses up. But I try to loosen up, you know, if I know I'm going to get in a wreck immediately. So that way, you know, they say if you're going <laughs> to, if it's, if it's at all possible, like, you know, you're going to get in like a car accident. Maybe maybe this applies in a plane accident too, but I'm thinking you're kind of just fucked if a plane goes down for the most part. But you know, you you tent if you tense up, all your muscles are tight and everything. When you get get into an accident, it, it'll cause you more problems. So try try to loosen it up, even though that butthole just wants to tighten up. You want it tight, like uh, you're trying to prevent a cock from going in it, or you just want to give him an extra little bit of pleasure. Then uh, loosen it up a little bit. You know, do what you got to do. Loosen it up. Maybe if you know it's going to be a problem, put some kind of, like, uh, I think there's lube that uh, helps open things up a little bit. <laughs> no, I think it tightens it. I, I got that wrong. I was thinking of like a virgin, <laughs> the vaginal cream. It makes it tighten it up. But you don't want it to tighten it up. But there's got to be a looser thing. Maybe you just eat, like, a lot of fiber beforehand. Maybe you get some X-lax so you're just shitting constantly. It's probably good, too, if you're going to get in an accident, you know, not have any shit. In your system. That way, you don't shit yourself, you know, and, it, and when they're pulling you out, you know. Be kind to the uh, firefighters and uh, EMTs that have to dig your body out of that thing. That, that, that you're not covered in shit, you know. 
if you know the road, if you know the weather's going to be bad, just take some X-Lax a couple hours before you have to journey out. Empty out in the toilet. Or what I like to do, you know, get some kombucha because it'll clear out your system. <laughs> You'll be deucing up. I had some yesterday and I was deucing like a champ today. Like a champ. Just FYI. I don't know. Here lately I've been feeling like I really got to step up the vulgarity because the, the tagline again to our show, often vulgar, you know, sometimes funny, and uh, always explicit. Or, well, I guess always explicit, <laughs> sometimes funny, and, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> All right, I guess it's often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Yeah, that's how it is. Uh, the order eluded me there for a second, but... Uh, doesn't seem like the vulgarity is there as much, you know? I might say fuck here and there for the explicit part, but uh, the vul- vulgarities is trailed off, especially since it's just usually myself these days. I don't know. And, and you know, it's, it's crazy because I don't really do that much stuff these days. I shit a lot. I shit multiple times a day. You'd think I would have plenty of nasty stuff to talk about. But I guess if it's just the same shit every day, you know, and I'm not, like, r- giving you a Bristol stool chart uh, update, like, giving you numbers on my week, my weekly numbers, which I don't, that's probably not entertaining, I suppose. Maybe one or two weeks, it'd be funny. After a couple of months, it'd be like, okay, man, uh, yeah, I don't need you to give breakdowns on your shit when the <laughs> stool chart, like, we're uh, <laughs> doing... Uh, NCAA basketball here with a bracket breakdown. Although I'm wondering, like, I can't, you know, usually they're around the same number in the Bristol stool chart. I'm like trying to think, well, what if I did do a playoff system with my shits? But that's, I don't think that's going to work. And how do I win or lose in this? I mean, I, I guess I win if I have less blood in my shit. I don't know. If there's if it's less runny, if there's less diarrhea, not those hard little balls, I'd win. But would it, you know, I don't know. I'd have to have, like, a big difference in my shits to be able to, like, put them head to head, you know? Because there's lots of, lots of different shits. There's, like, what, seven or eight different types of shits on the Bristol Stool Chart, something like that. And I'd have to have one of each, and so I'd have to really change up my diet if I was going to do this. Like as I'm talking about this, like I, I'm, se- yeah, I, let's not seriously think about this, Josh. Let's let's <laughs> let's not purposely shit blood, <laughs> or like have the hard, like rabbit turd looking shit where it's like a perfect sphere and hard as hell, because that's not healthy, and not worth me creating a playoff bracket for my Bristol stool chart shedding. That's, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to remember what the hell I talked about last week. Oh, there was the, I guess the big thing last week was the fucking of corpses. was the, uh, uh, Carl, uh, Tanzler. That's, that's the fellow's name. Uh yeah, that Carl Tanzler. That was I think that I pretty much talked about that for like at least 30 40 minutes last week. Him and the, the well, to be fair, I was saying fucking a corpse, but he claimed he didn't fuck her. 
I just want to state restate that according to what I read online. Again, you know, this was in the 1930s, I believe it was. I don't know how much of an account there really is. Uh, I don't think he ever wrote a book about what he did to uh, to this body, but uh, there apparently there was a paper tube in there, in the vagina. He claimed it wasn't to fuck it. Don't know why he would have bothered protecting the vagina. I guess maybe he was hoping that she would have babies. I don't know. That she would. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm betting he fucked it. I'm betting he fucked it. <laughs> I told myself beforehand, like, no, let's let's steer away from the corpse fucking tonight. And here I am. I'm back at it. I'm, fu- like, talking about... Fucking corpses. A necromantic. And hey, <laughs> Christmas is next week. What a segue. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're days away from it. Days away from it. And uh, I don't have, like, real big plans. Just kind of playing it by ear, I guess. I'm supposed to go to a relative's house. Not tomorrow when I, when I uh, upload this. To the webs. The internet. Uh... But uh, next week, Sunday, is supposed to go over there. So I'll be doing one more show before celebrate that with the old fam. Um, unless they cancel it again. I don't know. You know, shit's getting a little crazy out there now. But hey, man, I've got my, my J&J shot. Even though it sounds like here in America they're kind of getting rid of that because the bullet clot thing. Uh, but I also got me a booster shot last week of the Moderna. Sweet, sweet Moderna. And uh, so far, haven't died yet from it. And uh, I only had, like, I don't know, a day or two where I felt kind of kind of off. Felt real tired after getting it. And surprisingly, it was only like two days or so, two, three days tops, three days tops, where my arm was sore, which was a lot better than when I got the initial Johnson Johnson shot. But then... Uh, <laughs> The last flu shot I got. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten one this year, which I I sh- really should, but I don't know. I've I've been lazy about going to get in, <laughs> get getting that done. I was off work the day that they offered it at work. Had I been there, I would have just gotten it done. But now it's like I gotta go somewhere and get a shot. And I know I get tired after getting shots, and like there's a good chance I might feel a little off. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Maybe I'll just roll the dice with the flu here. I mean. I, I've been avoiding people for the most part, so I probably won't get the flu, though I can't afford to miss work, so I probably should get it. Then again, like again, like what I was getting to, last time I got the flu shot, man, fuck, my arm was sore for over a week. It was uh, it was rough. You know, I tried masturbating. I tried keeping the arm moving, tried doing stuff. Running seems to really help after getting a shot, keeping that arm just moving. It's uh, lasts a lot longer than the masturbation usually these days, although it used to be a uh, flip flop there, <laughs> um, which it's also difficult because it was my, it's my left arm to get the shots in. It's hard to bait with my left. It just doesn't know the right spots to finish me off, whereas my right hand goes right to the right spot, hence right hand. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> maybe I should just get it in the right hand. I mean, it's my dominant hand. I use it the most. And I know that if you don't want your arm, like, soreness, like, it's best to keep it moving and such. So maybe my th- my idea of just getting shot up in my left arm was is the bad thing. Just go to the right. Go right. 
Then again, I don't want the arm I'm constantly using to be sore. Damn it. It's a tough call. Tough call. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And uh, I, I guess I might go see a movie this next week as I do have a couple of days off for the holiday. I don't know if, what movie exactly to go see. We'll see what's still in the theaters as far as that's concerned. I'd like to see the new Spider-Man. The No Way Home, but I, honestly, I gotta admit, I haven't seen any of the standalone Tom Holland uh, films or the Andrew Garfield. I guess is his name. I think that's his name. The previous Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I may be sounding like a complete re- uh, idiot there, but uh, <laughs> I believe it's Andrew Garfield. I didn't see any of his films. There was what two of them. I saw all the Tobey Maguire ones, uh, but I have seen the Avengers movies with Spider-Man in it. So I have a feel, you know, I got a feel for the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, I, I watched the other ones, but they're not on Disney Plus or Netflix. So what the fuck? I'm not going to watch them until they're there. <laughs> I don't want to have to pay you to see it. Um, though I like watching movies in the theater. I wouldn't mind seeing this one in the theater. I know that they've got uh, villains from the Tobey Maguire movies because they got the original Doc Ock, uh, Dr. Octopus from Tobey Maguire, same actor and everything. And it looks like they got Willem Dafoe to play the Green Goblin. So, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to see that. <sighs> pretty cool. But I think most of what I'm pumped for is not really watching something in the movie theater right now. It is, I mean, we got some Star Wars coming up. We have fucking Star Wars on the horizon uh, 11 days from now from when I'm recording this December 18th I believe it's the 29th the 29th of December that they are releasing the book of one Boba Fett I love me some Boba Fett as uh, I've, I've watched I guess one trailer on it I don't know if it's just a teaser or whatnot, but I mean it, it looks Salad. I don't know if we get any Din Djarin in there or Grogu. But we're going to get some Boba Fett action as he is taking over Jabba's spot. We can see some real Boba action, I would think. As uh, we've never really, we haven't really seen much Boba in action other than the Mandalorian because all the way back in Empire Strikes Back in his OG appearance. He's just fucking standing there. You first see him, and where Darth Vader tells him, no disintegrations. Uh, and then there's, like, uh, at the end, he's uh, <laughs> out there uh, just standing. Uh, on Well, I mean, he moves around a little bit, I guess. They have the gunslinger music as he's walking and shit. And uh, he, of course, gets Han Solo frozen in carbonite. And you get to see his ship, the Slave One. Uh, you get to see that shit fly away. Which is the cool ship. But again, he's not really doing much. And all that. <coughs> and... <laughs> but uh, there was the... I'm thinking, yeah, and... I guess he does a little bit more in Return of the Jedi, which 
basically he just dies in that. He flies off. Uh, he gets his jetpack hit, and then flies off into the Sarlacc pit. So I mean, he he's he looks cool as shit, but from what we see early on in the films, doesn't really suggest that this guy's the best fucking bounty hunter in the world. We just assume that by uh, you know, going look at his outfit. He's got to be cool. He's got to be good. Look at that outfit. And yeah, I guess it seems that he's pretty high up as far as Jabba's bounty hunters go. So it's kind of just implied that he's good in the early films. Whereas in Mandalorian, we actually get to see him in action. And uh, I'm, I imagine we're going to get a lot more good stuff as I'm trying to fix my goddamn mic stand again. It is... Son of a bitch. I have got to figure this thing out better, man. This is this is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> this is a little bit of a problem. As uh, I think I'm going the wrong way with this thing. That is the problem. That is... Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take this off for a second, and I'm just going to talk in it. Hopefully I don't kill the Valium here. As... Uh, <laughs> shit. This is uh this is interesting. Is I'm kind of leaning funny uh over my my desk and I'm trying to open up this clamp. <laughs> it just feels super awkward. And uh <laughs> you can hear the sound of me uh, opening this thing, the clamp here. And uh the problem is just not enough space on this desk to uh clamp it onto. And damn it, I still can't get that fucker on there properly. I think initially I was turning it the wrong direction. I was uh think of it trying to think of it right side up, but it was actually upside down the way I was turning it. And uh <laughs> Yeah, here we go. I got it. I got a good spot here. Let's see if I can <clears throat> This is some major technical uh, difficulties here. I think a stand would be not that big of a deal. And here we go. Oh, that's that's the spot right there. That oh, I hit it. Hit it right there. Anyway, back to Boba Fett. Whew. Sorry about that one. That was uh <laughs> I probably should have just paused it and then fixed it. But I don't know. You know, I just thought I could do it quickly and it didn't happen that way. Anyway, yeah. Return of the Jedi. He just goes right into the Sarlacc pit and then we finally get to see some action of him in the Mandalorian and he's a badass in Mandalorian, even though he's kind of fat <laughs> and he's old. I'm guessing he's to is supposed to be in his fifties or so at this point is played by Tamira Morrison. Uh, and I mean, he looks solid. He looks solid. He had that stick thing that the sand people used and, uh, it's looking uh, pretty exciting, pretty exciting. Uh, there is a small documentary about Boba on uh, Disney Plus right now. It's like only like 20 minutes long or something like that. But they talk about the origins of uh, Boba as uh, it was uh, they before the Star Wars holiday special, the train wreck that was the, <laughs> the holiday special, all about the life day and everything. Um, which he appeared in the cartoon, they had planned to already, I guess, put him in 
The Empire Strikes Back. Like they were already in pre-production as far as like writing a story and that sort of thing. And there was already a suit of armor that was uh, made for him. Um, and it was all white. They had planned for him to be like a not a bounty hunter, and that it was actually going to be multiple people. From what I understand, if I re- it was been a few weeks, I guess, since I watched the doc. But that uh, <laughs> he was supposed to be like an elite stormtrooper sort of situation, kind of like I guess the Death Troopers, like the Black Stormtroopers in like Rogue One and such. But uh, so, uh, and the reason why I guess they didn't do that is because they didn't have the money to make that many suits or something. I don't recall why they just went with one suit and they ended up painting it green and shit, calling him Bounty Hunter. But uh. Before, I think it was before the holiday special, too. There was in uh, Los Angeles, I believe it was. They had uh, like a Star Wars parade. And they had somebody, these several people, I guess, in uh, costumes, the actual costumes from the fucking movie, man. They had somebody in the Darth Vader costume. I don't know if it was David Prowse in it, but. Like, they had somebody walking around in the actual fucking costume from the movie, from A New Hope, and without any explanation, they had somebody in the Boba Fett costume, which would be the, uh, it wasn't the white costume, it was already the Boba Fett that we know. It had, like, the green and, uh, like, red and gray there and all scarred up and shit from battle. It was just like that from a, from my recollection and people were excited to see it the, and they had no idea who the fuck this was but it, you know it looked like holy shit who the fuck is that and I, I loved Boba Fett when I was a kid I grew I, you know I was born in 81 so I was born right in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back right in that time frame because Empire Strikes Back came out somewhere around when I was born 19 oh shit no, 1980, sorry, the year before I was born. So I was there <laughs> between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. But uh, so I was, as a very young child, it was, uh, I got to see Star Wars just all the fucking time because it was huge then, man, huge. And uh, the Boba Fett uh, action figure was fantastic. And even though, you know, my biggest time or the most time I got to see Boba was again him flying into the Sarlacc pit it didn't matter he had a jetpack on his back and there was a missile launcher like in the early toy which they get into in the Boba dock that the early toy had a missile that would fire out of it and I remember because this is before the internet was in every household here. Um, we could just Google this shit. Uh, but my brother uh, tell me too, I think that's who I, uh, Shelly was who I heard it from originally, was that the the missile was supposed to fire. But I had the Bo- Boba Fett and the fucking missile wouldn't fire. <laughs> As it turns out, I guess the original toy did do that. <laughs> but then... I don't know if there were some lawsuits or they just uh, were just freaked out and we were like, you know what, this seems unsafe. Kids are going to choke on this and stuff or shoot an eye out. There was some kind of safety concern 
that they kiboshed it after only making a few of them where the missile actually fired. But there was some deal, too, you could save your UPC symbols or thing off the package or your proof of purchase and send that in and get uh, <laughs> the firing missile or some shit. And uh, it was, uh, unfortunately, we had heard these rumors like, why doesn't this work? We'd, we heard rumors that was supposed to actually fire. And it, it did not. That was a bit of a letdown. Bit of a letdown. Uh, but damn, I loved Boba Fett. Didn't know much jack shit about him. Didn't know about his dad, Django, or that he was a clone. Any of that nonsense. All we knew is that he had a really fucking cool costume. And what more do you really need to know? What more do you need to know? Somebody's got a cool costume. You know? That's all you need. I think that's what I need. I need to get like a cape or something. Fedora. I don't know. <laughs> all of a sudden now I'm turning into the shadow. <laughs> uh, make sure it's the shadow. Don't go as far as Alec Baldwin's rust because uh, Alec Baldwin played the shadow. I don't want to accidentally kill somebody. That wouldn't be any good. I'm going to check the gun before I, I uh, aim it anywhere. That wouldn't mean I'd probably just shoot myself in the foot accidentally. That wouldn't be any good. No bueno. And, uh, I mean, there are other, of course, good things coming out as far as viewing things is concerned as Witcher just dropped yesterday or the day before. And, uh, I did watch, I think it was yesterday, it was Friday. Um, I did get through the first episode. I enjoyed it. I liked the episode. They had the beast, his friend that's a beast. And uh, I I like that, although I was kind of only half-assed watching it while doing other shit, so I feel like I didn't give it quite the attention it deserved. Also, I've been rather uh, (laughs) tired for most of the week because I haven't got a whole lot of the uh, uh, sleep action stuff, whatever. (laughs) Not a whole lot of sleep. See, my brain's already fucking up. I did take a Red Bull to kind of fire off uh, some more brain cells to like get them firing off at a you know higher pace or something so where I'd be a little bit more alert which has helped somewhat I also took a nap before I ran so so maybe that I wouldn't be completely uh, <laughs> dead by the time uh, I did this but uh, but yeah it's it's been I <laughs> I forgot what even I was talking about oh Witcher <laughs> So it was a little hard for me to watch when I started watching it uh, yesterday, like while I was getting ready to go to bed. It was like, fuck, man. It was hard for me to pay attention to what was going on and remember what the fuck happened in season one, even though I did watch the recap. I remember Yennefer, Yennefer and how she was, I guess, an ugly duckling when she started out uh, before she did. I forgot she did some spell or some shit. I don't know. Killed somebody. I don't remember exactly how she became very attractive, but it it sh- there was some witchcraft involved. I know that. I know that. And of course, she hooked up with the Witcher, which he's he's attractive that one, even though he's got like yellow eyes. I mean, he's fucking ripped as shit. And apparently, as I was reading the other day, he almost fucked his uh, action hero career up because during filming of season two of Witcher. He tore his hamstring, 
and uh, it was a little difficult uh, recovering from that. But he seems to be fine now, and from uh, what I understand, from what I read, because he, apparently he likes to do all of his own stunts. So there were as many as he can. So I'm thinking he may not do that as much now as he's uh, seen some serious injuries. That could be, you know, it could be challenging to continue to do that after you've sustained an injury like that. Maybe not the wisest because he's, like, signed up for, like, seven seasons of The Witcher. Like, they are putting some money in there. They are expecting this to be Game of Thrones big. Just hopefully they end it better than Game of Thrones. Don't hire D.B. Weiss and the other dude (laughs) from Game of Thrones to finish that one up because they will just shit all over it. They're going to, like, that's the way they're going to get another... Star Wars feature signed up for and then uh, completely shit all over the show that they're currently on as like they did Game of Thrones. I mean, they just like, you know what? Fuck this. We don't give a shit about the show. Yada, yada, Arya, kill some people and Bran's fucking king. He's king. And <laughs> turns out the, uh, the shit we've been building up for all six or seven seasons, whatever the fuck it was, these dead, the White Walkers, turns out they weren't that big of a deal in the end. And not really all that epic. And we're going to make you care about all these characters and they're not going to do shit in the end or just go crazy. It's just, you know, I feel like they just really shit all over everything the way they did it. And it started out so strong. So strong. I mean, they had dragons and incest. I mean... And, and more dragons. I feel like there was probably some incest going on between the dragons. And Peter Dinklage, man. You put Peter Dinklage in anything, ugh, fucking good. I think Dinklage needs another big show. I could use more Dinklage. I don't know that he'd do, like, Witcher. That seems like he's going to be just reliving his Tyrion days from uh, Game of Thrones and I don't think he needs to do that but I'd like to see him in another big show I like Dinklage a lot and uh, he's 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 just uh, a good actor there and great voice and uh, you know I don't know what show like I'm, think, I'm trying to think of a show currently right now that could use Dinklage which I mean every show could use some Dinklage but I'm not sure one off the top of my head where I feel like a character needs to be Dinklage. Like they're I don't know. Maybe a better call better call solid wouldn't work out. The season I mean they're about to wrap up the whole show. And uh it would have been I mean any show really. I'm just it would have been awesome to have them in that that universe. Fuck have them in like The Walking Dead. I mean even though that sh- show's really gone down the shitter. Maybe he'll be in the Rick Grimes movie. Is uh, he'll oh dude, you know what? Oh, how great would it be? Cause like okay, they're building it up. Uh, in uh, the Rick Grimes movie, that the big bad guy is the head of the CRM. And uh, how great would that be if he was just the bad guy? That would be fucking great. <laughs> just Peter Dinklage. I'd like to see that. I don't think it'd probably work that well. I feel like 
he's going to have to be just a really big dude. And I just, well, also I find it hard. Like Dinklage, I think it'd be like a dark character, but not like the leader of everything. I don't see him being a classic bad guy here. I don't see him being a Negan. Uh, but man, that w- that would be interesting to have him involved with the uh, CRM. Ooh. Yeah, I uh, I hope that they really, uh, with speaking of the Walking Dead, I'm really hoping that they sp- stick the landing at least with this last few episodes of the final season here. You know. Because a lot of The Walking Dead's been shitty. I mean, they've lost a lot of their audience. I feel like they could have used some better showrunners through the years. And I just... I feel like, you know... It was... uh, Damn it, I'm trying to... See, it was like Major or something. Uh... If I just look up leader for uh for that, but I'm I'm hoping that you know they do some Breaking Bad shit to where like it's Felina and do do do. I don't care about Jadis. Jadis isn't the leader. <laughs> hmm. It's not Jadis, you fucker. Not seeing. There's like some major or something. Major General Beale. That's the leader. Um. But damn it. They really better like fucking knock it out of the park on uh, this last one, or at least the Rick Grimes movie, which they really haven't fucking done shit. As far as it's been years now since they announced it, they really oughta. Do something with the. Uh, give us something that there is hope. I know it got people excited, the Rick Grimes stuff, when they announced it like fucking 10 years ago or whatever it is. That uh, That's a bit of an exaggeration, but it's been years now. We haven't heard anything about a release date. Nothing, man. Nothing. Now we're just dealing out with like Walking Dead uh, Fallout. <laughs> and, uh,. The teen dead, where it's uh, the the world beyond. Uh, good God, man! They could have done you know some horror movie, more horror movie feel to it instead of zombies plus soap opera with it. Which at times The Walking Dead was great. I mean, I still watch it, but there was times, man, fucking great. Like when Negan first appeared and bashed people's heads in with the uh, baseball bat, Glenn and. Abraham did the eeny, meeny, miny, mo shit or whatever it was. <laughs> or the, the, uh, <laughs> shit. I even, I even lost, uh, my train of thought. The other big bad and the, the, God damn it. I'm going to say the general, but that's not him. The, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, The he was something 
There's uh, the governor. Shit. Holy shit. That's the name. <laughs> Blanket. It's been so many years since I've seen the governor. But there was some good stuff with the governor. I liked whenever uh, they had, uh, when the governor came back in his final last couple episodes, that was some dark, good stuff. Here's CBR.com. They've got uh, they've got the Walking Dead's most evil villains ranked, which I, they they might include the. Uh, I'm not sure if they are including the comics or not. I think this is just the show. Let's see if let's see if I can concur with their. Uh, uh, so far, just looking at it briefly, I might be on board with this. Uh, number eight is Merle. Of course, Merle. Uh, what it says here was part of the original group that F- Rick found. In Atlanta, and from the very beginning, he was troubled rather than worrying about being surrounded on the rooftop. Merle felt the need to establish dominance. He was a racist, misogynist, and disliked authority, but he never really developed into a true villain. His most notorious moment was probably his heavy-handed interrogation of Glenn and Woodbury. However, even then, he was only following orders, like a good German. He knew how to survive and change alliances multiple times. Basically, he was only out to save his own skin. It doesn't mention here, but he's also Daryl's brother. Uh, and yet Merle is fucking great, man. This is the hand and shit. Good stuff, Merle. Number seven here, Shane. Shane was fucking good. Johnny Bernthal. As uh, before, he was Punisher. He was good. I'd like to uh, Shane. This is when The Walking Dead was strong, you know? Early early on. Good characters. Shane was strong, smart, and a good leader, but when Rick appeared, he didn't want to give up what he had. It wasn't long before the two of them started to fight for control. Shane showed his deception and cunning when he murdered Otis to save himself and killed Randall to draw Rick away from the others, all for the sake of reclaiming leadership and Lori and Carl for himself. Shane was proof that even someone good can turn bad. Shane's uh, main problem was he turned bad so early in the apocalypse. Many of their characters killed others to save their people or get something they wanted, even Rick. Shane was just ahead of the curve. <laughs> you know, I, I think you're right there. Like, had this been later on in the apocalypse, probably wouldn't have been seen as such a bad guy. Shane was all right. He just wanted to keep getting his dick wet. Uh... <laughs> He wanted to protect Carl. He wanted Carl be his uh his son. Number six is Beta, which I don't see Beta being above Shane. Come on. Shane should be higher than this. I'm already disagreeing. Beta. He was a lackey, but he was a still brutal. He was Daryl's personal villain. It's a wonder that the motorcycle riding protagonist made it out alive after their first fight. Beta's issue was he never found the drive to become his own master. When Alpha died, Beta becomes the de facto leader of the Whisperers, but loses his mind, keeping Alpha's severed head with him, ultimately seen more eager to join her in death and effectively hunt down his enemies. Ooh, this is a good one. I, I'm i on board with this one. Number five here, Gareth. Gareth was a ph- philosophical, deceptive leader. His whole operation in Terminus was based on drawing people in with the lie of safety which he sold very well. It was a huge letdown for Rick's group after traveling so far and losing the prison to find out the promised salvation was really a group of murderous cannibals. However, Gareth 
was not always a bad guy. In fact, he was similar to Shane. He simply wanted to provide for those around him when others tried to harm them, as he explained by saying, we evolved. We had to. And now we've de-evolved into hunters. Eating people. Eating people. Soylent Green, motherfuckers. That's like one of the best scenes in The Walking Dead is when they're, uh, I think it was like a season opener when Gareth has got them in uh, in Terminus and there's like uh, Glenn, Rick, uh, I don't remember who all is in there, Rick, uh, Daryl, I guess, is there. And they got them over like the tub or whatever it is and they're slicing people's necks. <laughs> Just fucking bleeding them out. That's fucking fantastic. Fantastic. Gareth is, is should be high on this list. Number four, Simon. Eh. Eh. Says Simon, like Beta, was always a minion, though he enjoyed his moments of power. He was violent, unpredictable, and sadistic. Even Negan said that Simon was psychotic. He relished terrorizing Hilltop, and he seemed to get a thrill while watching his men murder all of the scavengers. For Simon, there were no second chances, only death for those who would not comply. Despite the Simon never found the courage to take over, he only took charge after he thought Negan was dead. He failed to keep control after that. Number three here being Negan, which I'm cool with Negan being on this list, but I feel like he should be higher because I see who's number two here and I'm not liking this. Uh, Of course, Negan was an egomaniac with a cult-like following that practically worshipped him. With his trademark sarcasm and sense of humor, he exploited everyone and everything for his own personal benefit. Unlike Simon, Negan had rules that had to be followed, but when those rules were broken, he doled out punishment with his brain-bashing Louisville slugger. Negan was also one of the first villains to not try and hide who he was. From the moment he brutally killed Abraham and Glenn, everyone knew that he was going to be one of the cruelest villains of The Walking Dead, which I'm going to argue he should be up number one. Number two, here's Alpha. Boo. 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 Alpha and Beta. Eh. 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 It says here Alpha was a psycho- psychopathic sadist who fully embraced the animalistic nature of survival. Alpha hated weakness and was eager to kill her own people to keep her group strong and loyal. She even decided to leave a crying baby in a field because the noise posed a threat to the group. Being a troll was uh, what motivated Alpha. Living like she did allowed her to brutally manipulate the walking, Walker horde against her enemies. Her most infamous moment was capturing and killing ten characters, including Henry, Enid, and Tara, then putting their severed heads on stakes to serve as a boundary line and warning. I gotta say, though, she she's probably should be on the list. The list Beta. Eh, I don't know that he really fucking needs to be on the list, the list. I don't think she... She was crazy, but I don't know that she's she, that high. I feel Negan should definitely be above her. And number one being the governor, which I'm surprised. I feel like one and two should be like Governor and Negan, but I feel like Negan should be number one here. It says says, uh, Philip Blake was The Walking Dead's original major antagonist, and he did not disappoint as a villain. He was charming and manipulative, Charismatic and callous. Much like Negan, he was a multifaceted character with a savior complex. When Rick offered sanctuary after Woodbury was destroyed, the governor could not stand it because he needed to be the one saving people. So he decided to take the prison for himself or destroy it while trying. Season 4, Episode 8, Too Far Gone. 
saw the governor brutally decapitate Herschel in the show's highest rated episode of all time. That episode was fucking amazing. But I don't know. I think Negan bashing the heads of Abraham and Glenn was a better. Although <laughs> most of the time with the saviors, they were just kind of shit in the bed. Like they had this awesome fucking character, Negan, and only let him the crazy out in really a few solid episodes. Then again, I guess the governor too. You didn't see too much of the craziness of the governor, except for those, man, those last two, three episodes he was in. Fucking fantastic. Fantastic. That last one, he takes Herschel's head. That's the way to go. For that, I guess that should be pretty high up. Then taking Herschel's head, man. Terminus, the Gareth, man, that, that's some good stuff. That should be, I feel like, higher maybe. maybe. I don't know the Gareth. He's maybe not the strongest character, but that fucking episode where they're just sliding, slicing people's throats. And then you got the episode, too, where Gareth is hunting them down. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, I forgot the character's name. Uh, but the, the the one guy they're cutting up like is eating his uh, leg or something, and then he informs them that he had turned or was turning, and that it was tainted meat they were eating. That's some good stuff. You know they have really good moments in The Walking Dead, and I feel like man they could really do better as far as just uh, they. They try to do a lot of character development. Some of it's good. Some of it just sucks ass. And I feel like it's just a soap opera a lot of the times. But they and they take away the, like, the horror aspect of it, which to me, zombie apocalypse should be full of all kinds of horror and darkness. And it's a dark world. I mean, fucking the dead are coming back to life to eat you, man. To fucking eat you. You should be like on alert at all times and doing just kill or be killed shit on all times not go you know what I think I'm going to be you know I'm retiring from killing people and uh, all that stuff I'm going to grow some crops I'm going to grow some tomatoes over here and now I'm a pacifist I'm I'm not even going to kill the dead anymore just let them walk <laughs> no they're like how many times have characters like that gone through that same thing over and over again like Rick man like he's a just a complete badass so many times. I love Crazy Rick. When he fucking rips that dude's throat out, that's fantastic. That's Rick on his A-game, man. Fucking A-game. And then you get the moments where he's like, no, no, I can't hurt anybody anymore. I'm a fucking farmer. Why did, like, why did I murder these people? That's just so wrong. And that's, you know, the moment when, like, the governor walks in. It's like... That's the definition of insanity when you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Fucking Rick, come on, man. Now he's doing something with the CRM. He's he's in there. Or hopefully he's escaped at this point. But I wonder if he tried to become a farmer once he was in there. Maybe he has amnesia. I don't know. Maybe he started a zombie brothel. That would be that would be uh you know, I've been calling for that since the start of The Walking Dead. And maybe Rick will finally uh, <laughs> give me what I need, but I doubt it. I doubt it. <sighs> I'm thinking, like, uh, I was just thinking, like, because of the holidays are coming up within days at this point. Whereas uh, next, was it, Saturday of next week is Christmas, I believe? Saturday, something like that? I think that... Uh, 
should uh, maybe I should have some kind of New Year's resolution, which I don't normally do. Not a fan of. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> uh, for me, you know, it's almost like a goal of something I should do that doesn't require like uh, I don't know effort, <laughs> physical effort. I don't have like a weight loss thing, although I you know I plan on running a marathon next year. I could just. Say, ooh, I'm gonna run a marathon next year. Uh, that'll be easy because I'm already like training for it. It's, uh, it's something I've done a lot. Seems like I should do something other than that. I don't know if a resolution should be like I'm gonna buy that Adam Jones guitar if it comes out next year. That <laughs> I had, I don't have any faith that that's ever gonna happen again. The Les Paul standard that is. He might release another custom shop version that's another ten grand, ten or twenty thousand dollars. I could see that. I'm not, I'm not expecting. A cheaper model at this point. I think it's a myth that they're going to release an Epiphone or Les Paul Standard. But uh, that also doesn't seem much of a resolution. Like, I feel like it should be cut out sugar or something like that. And I don't see myself doing that a whole lot. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe I maybe I should just make an effort to drink more kombucha. I think that would straighten me out do that at least after my long runs give me a little bit of it gives me a little bit of energy boost and it helps clean me out as far as number ones and twos go just everything comes out good to go <laughs> get those probiotics the good bacteria for the gut and uh and yeah <laughs> other than that shit like looking forward to uh Trying to think, like, what maybe the, like, best ofs for the year, like, show-wise. I know, I don't know about best show I've seen all year, but I definitely, possibly, it possibly might be. But I can know that of the Marvel shows that have come out on Disney+, Plus. see, it started, I believe, uh, WandaVision was the first, which was really good. I really liked WandaVision. Really enjoyed it. Uh... Then I, I don't remember what the, I guess it was uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was number two, which didn't have me quite at first. It was all right, but then like the, it, I thought it felt like it was getting much better at the end of the season there. But then Loki, man, you know what? I think, I think that's like the show of the year for me. Because I don't know that there's, I mean, I've watched plenty of like Netflix shows and stuff, but there's, that show, I mean, I was excited to see every episode, and I fell in love with Sylvie, which is Loki himself in a different dimension, which is kind of weird. I mean, it's kind of weird that he fell in love with himself, too, in the show. I'm, I'm kind of weirded out by it, but <laughs> she was a, a great character there, and uh, it was a good show. You got Owen Wilson in there. Fuck, Owen Wilson? I don't know. I haven't worked on an Owen Wilson impression. I should probably do that. <laughs> I mean, they're supposedly working on Wedding Crashers, too. Which I loved, absolutely love Wedding Crashers one. Fucking love that shit. So before that comes out, I should probably work on some kind of impression there, and I should call up uh, Toddy, my good friend Toddy the Body there, Todd. Uh, because when Wedding Crashers one came out, holy shit, we saw that in the theater. I know at least three times. Maybe it was. I think it might have been four times. We loved that movie so much. We were getting plenty of Vince Vaughn and Todd. Painting homo things in his room. It was fantastic. Fantastic. 
Todd the character that is not not my buddy Todd. <laughs> he might have been painting things in his room. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't inform me of it, but the the character in the movie was painting that awesome picture of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh, so good. I fucking love that movie. Will Ferrell's a little bit in there. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's unrelated to like best of the year cuz that was many years ago. Fuck, that was like 20 years ago at this point. Um other than that, like fuck, man, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know as far as like what's come out on Netflix in 2021. Um I watched a lot of true crime stuff, but I don't know that I'd count that as uh Whoa, I can't type it. Oh this is a <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Best of Netflix 2021. What kind of list they got here? And I, I don't know that I'm going to agree with this here, but this is on Esquire. Uh, you know, Squid Game was pretty good. Um, I'm going to say Loki was better. Squid Game should be pretty up there. I mean, that was. I haven't. What, what is this made? Is that out yet? Um. Do do do. Not familiar with that one. I had to check that one out. Uh. I never watched the Sex Education. I've heard it's pretty good. You got uh, Gillian Anderson in there, and I love uh, I love Gillian Anderson. But uh, the chair, I'm blaming him not watch. <laughs> I've watched one of these shows. I think you should leave. I have been lacking uh, on the Netflix here. Lupin, you, yeah, I don't know. Well, I've heard of you. <laughs> I haven't watched it though. High on the Hog. Yeah, well, that I probably wouldn't watch. I mean, I watched Narcos Mexico season three. That was pretty solid. I can't say it was the best season. They say The Serpent. Another one I man, I haven't watched any of this shit. Pretend it's a city. Goddamn, I I mean, really, have not seen jack shit of the uh, shows they're putting on here on this this list. So I can't agree or disagree with this. I suppose. And for some reason, the browser is not letting me go back. There we go. Um, maybe there's. <laughs> let's go to TV Guide. Maybe they got a better. The Witcher. Well, I guess it's just thing. Oh, it just shows to watch in 2021. Which I haven't seen all the season two Witcher. I'm gonna guess that it's sh- it's probably gonna be pretty high up there for me. I haven't watched. I've watched part of the Lost in Space, which the show's all right. It's not really. I'm not really the age group they're going after. I have yet to watch the Money Heist season three yet, uh, but or five, whatever the fuck it's considered. Um, I've enjoyed the show of what I have seen. The two or however many seasons. The Power of the Dog. I'm familiar with that. Uh, <laughs> This is really uh, drawing to my attention. I haven't been watching jack shit of Netflix this year as opposed to other years in the past. Um, Cowboy Bebop's on this list of things to watch, but it's already been canceled as uh, the it, it was, people were not thrilled with that. There was a... I read some stuff that uh, fans of the original anime were just like pissed off at the, like their adaptation of it, and watching just a little bit of the old Cowboy Bebop cartoon or anime rather, 
I gotta say, like, I don't know why they're so pissed. I mean, it's just, like, kind of a cheesy, like, anime. Don't know why they think it, it's... Uh, well, people had said, like, the acting and stuff. Uh, ooh. Uh, I will agree with this one. Of course, it's got Narcos Mexico on here, but Big Mouth. Holy shit, this last season of Big Mouth, fucking fantastic. That should be pretty high up on Netflix's best of 2021. That shit was fucking good. Fucking good. Uh... I know they have the new Tiger King season out there, but like, eh, eh. I did go through the Doc Antle stuff, and it's like, eh, okay. I feel like we we get the uh, the gist of it. It's not so shocking anymore. And maybe it's the fact that I can't go outside these days. I'm not trapped in my house. I don't think you can ever top Joe Exotic giving the eulogy to his dead husband and talking about his nuts. You're never going to top that. So, you know, I don't know that they're really <laughs> doing themselves favor favors by keep continuing to uh, do more Tiger King shows. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's, yeah, most of these shows are showing on Netflix in this list. Like, I'm aware of a lot of the shows. But I got to say, I, I just haven't seen a whole lot of them. As I, I, uh... <laughs> yeah, sadly. Ooh, Breaking Bad's on here. But that show's fucking old. They're showing stuff that's, like, not from... I was wanting stuff that was specifically made in 2021, and there's, there's just not. Oh, here we go. The 15 best Netflix original series. Uh, Murder Among the Mormons. Holy shit. Forgot about that one. That's a true crime one. That's a good one. Talking about the guy that was bombing uh, Mormon stuff. Sweet Tooth? Holy fuck. How did I forget about Sweet Tooth? That's... I, I am on board with that. Sweet Tooth is definitely in my top five as far as shows of 2021 for Netflix. Clickbait. I didn't never watch that one. Sex Education's on here. Shadow and Bone. Where's another one? Shit. That I've seen. Um... Damn it. Okay, we're back to a bunch of shows I haven't seen. <laughs> Squid Games number three. I feel like Sweet Tooth should be better. Midnight Mass, I've heard it, but I haven't watched it. And Maid is number one in here, but I've yet to watch Maid as well. Uh, So I guess me doing a ranking of... Uh, <laughs> ooh, I do have America the Motion Picture. That was pretty good. Um. Ranking this isn't in is a little hard for me to do since I didn't see that much Netflix. Bad Trip is on here. I I guess that was 2021 that came out. I'm not sure. I feel like that might have came out last year, but that was Eric Andre's film, where it was much like a Jackass type film where they're pranking people. That movie's pretty funny, pretty fucking funny. Good stuff. Uh, I am looking forward to finishing up uh the old um. Witcher, though. That'll be entertaining. Nothing gets me more pumped, though, than thinking of Boba Fett. And then next year, Star Wars, we should see the Andor series and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I believe Andor's coming out next year. Maybe I'm wrong in that. I know Obi-Wan Kenobi's supposed to come out next year. What more do you fucking need? Man, More Mando at some point, I'm going to guess, probably near, near next Christmas. But Obi-Wan motherfucking Kenobi, bitches. I guess I'm done here as uh I uh 
need to get something to drink because I am like got some severe cotton mouth going on. It's like the Sahara Desert in my throat. For some reason, the neighbor's dogs are freaking out. Uh, so uh, I guess I'm done. As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.